Hello, Eves, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Animus, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. How are you, Will? It's been so long. It's been so long. Um, yeah, no, it's good. For anyone who listened to last week's episode, you'll know that we recorded two back-to-back. Um, so we are here straight after, although it's a week apart for you guys. It's minutes, mere seconds for me and Sam. Um, if you are new to the podcast, we talk about anime. Sam gives us a particular show or a movie or we revisit something we've already watched and we talk about it. We pull it apart, think about the good points, the bad points, the sketchy etchy. We go on tangents and discuss random things like Nicolas Cage and whether he is <laughs> the reincarnate of every other action hero ever to be and then we decide whether these shows are good enough to show a noob and novice i am will and i am the novice and sam is the weeb hello <laughs> that's, that's him me. um <laughs> yes <laughs> um last week what did we watch we watched a studio ghibli thing princess we did mononoke. we watched princess mononoke and i didn't ask you this question last week but um you didn't from no. our ever-growing list of things that we've been watching and deciding is good gateway shows um, have you actually been watching anything this week have you watched any more episodes of say jujutsu kaisen or the haiku or i don't know <laughs> oh, something? I need to, there's so much i need to go back to um no i haven't i've been really really busy so i've only i've, I've managed to keep on top of attack on titan because that's obviously oh, releasing weekly but apart from that so good it is good I'm questioning a lot of things at the minute. It, yep. There's so many things that are unanswered. And it, just the last episode, you oh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about that meme of Eren and Zeke and just constantly swapping who's in control of the situation. Yeah. And that and that just happened again. Um, it was just <laughs> another switch. And I'm like, oh my God. It's 4D just too- chess. It is. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get on. Let, let, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Attack on Titan and nothing else because um, I've been super busy. Um, this week, Sam, we are watching a Studio Mappa production. We which, are. Which I have grown very... I've got a big soft spot for, not only because of Attack on Titan, but also some of the other shows mm-hmm. that we've done. I'm really respecting their pedigree and their sort of what they can offer to what they're capable of what they're capable of yeah a lot of their shows i've been really really impressed with so i was i didn't actually know this was mapper going in i thought and i said this off air when we get to the ed i thought Mm. this reminds me very much much of jujitsu kaisen zd because it's very similar aesthetic and very similar sort of tone to it um and i was like and then i saw mapper pop up in the credits i was like oh it is mapper mapper they're back does they, Mappa stand something? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Maybe. Um, my all I do know anime post-production. My <laughs> 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 the double anime is is what really sells them as a true blue company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I all I know about Mappa, other than the fact that they're relatively new, is that they are now currently carrying half of the season's anime on their backs. Like they've right, got so yeah, many. Yeah big properties that they are adapting they've got chainsaw man coming up jujutsu kaisen season two attack on titan final season they've got um they released tact op in as well with uh in collaboration with madhouse they've got a bunch of anime original stuff that they've been working on and of course they dropped this edith 10 deities no only peace to not a lot of fanfare 
mm. two, three seasons ago. Like, right. Okay. I don't think their animators have actually seen daylight in about three years. <laughs> um, can I just ask, Attack on Titan, right? Okay. Just explain to me how, you're saying that they did the final season. They, not, they didn't do any of the others, right? No, Wit Studio did seasons one, two, and three. And three, Is part that- two. So how come that's a thing? Like a studio, mm. how come? How can a studio just randomly that 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 to me seems really bizarre. That's like, especially because they're in charge of all the animation and everything that's made this show mm. so phenomenal. To then just go, we're going to change direction. Yeah, we're what, changing studios. What's, what's the what's the story behind that? It's a bit strange because this is a fairly recent trend that we're seeing, um, in which because so much of anime has moved towards more seasonal adaptations, uh, one core, two core, um, and then taking a break. We're now seeing lots of shows that get started by one studio are now the production committee is shopping around. And I'm, what I'm guessing is wit studio said with season three, part two, we cannot maintain this in a healthy way. A mapper went, Oh, me, 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 I'll be cheaper, but also we get like a cut of the merchandising or whatever for the final season. And MAPPA seems to be doing this with a lot of stuff. Just today, it was announced that uh, they are going to be adapting season two of Vinland Saga. Again, something that used to be Wit Studio now coming into MAPPA's hands. And not to put MAPPA down, they're an amazing studio that are able to create some really truly impressive works and visually stunning shows it's just i do very much worry that the massive success that they're having i'm hoping that that's getting reflected back to the animators and back to the people who are working on the shows that's my big my big yeah. thing no that, that that's absolutely fair and it's something you know that we talked about in the pod before but i, I feel like the I, that that to me the things don't add up there like if you say which studios what was it yeah wit wit they i feel like if you do three and a half seasons mm. i don't i don't you buy that you can't out. well i don't buy that they can't maintain it if they've maintained it for that long they talk very th- openly about how difficult the production was for everybody working on it and they barely but, but- wanted to do season three that's why season three was split in half. It was to give Wit well, what enough What do you of a want break. to do then? If you don't want to do the biggest anime show in history, like, mm. and that is like, you know, gives you the biggest exposure in the world and probably pays the best. Like, it doesn't pay. Well, yeah, anime doesn't pay great anyway. But like, mm. of all the but things, it's the clout, the most right? suc- you get. Surely, well, you get the clout, but also surely the most successful anime pays the best on average. No, mm. if, it depends if, on if, who's if, getting paid. I guess, but if the anime doesn't make any money, no one's getting paid. Mm, true. It all comes down to Blu-ray sales, I suppose, in the end. And but also, if but also if this if this is the second if this is the sec like you mentioned also Vinland Saga as well that uh, they're letting go. Like that mm. seems to be a bit of a trend that they maybe don't have. I don't know the 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 the, the range mm. to to do these shows but like again that's just what doesn't add up to me because if they've done them done mm. it for the first seasons and they've gone and they've produced these wonderful they've it, proven that so. they can do it and that's mm. not just not to be insensitive when i say it's their job i don't mean like they should do it but i'm saying that's that's their company that's what they've invested into to then go yeah. well 
you know what, I don't want to do these massive productions. I, mm. I'm just wondering what they want to put their time into. Often, maybe it's not even that they don't want to, but remember when anime is created and conceived, it's a production committee that brings everything together. So that's the original author of the manga, if there is one, the music companies, the animation studio, the marketing companies, the mm. um, merchandising companies. So it might be that when they've said, okay, the production company decides we want to do a season two, Wit, can you do it? And they go, mm, maybe, maybe not. This is how much we want for it or whatever. And maybe it's then Mapper cut. They shop around and Mapper says, we'll do it over two seasons and we'll do it at a lower rate and mm. this, that, and the other thing. And then that's why they're going to it. If, if Mapper are building their is that in- fame and, and reputation... Again- and they're still undercutting other studios, then that might be one of the reasons why things are going. And that's their why way. you're potentially concerned about the payback to the animators and stuff. Because if they're undercutting, yeah. then they're not going to potentially have the money to pay yeah. good good wages to their employees. To yeah, their no, that's that's team. Fair. Yeah, exactly. Because like Wit hasn't just been idling, even though they don't do Titan anymore. They've been producing a lot of absolutely stunning. Okay. original anime and um adaptations of manga so they've currently got ranking of kings out which is really good and they did uh vivi uh fluorite eyes or something which is another very pretty show and they still can do all those amazing things it's just that what i'm guessing is they're a studio that cares and wants to take the time and do things in their way at their pace and maybe that's not translating so much Okay, so we're watching the Eiderton uh, <laughs> Deities No Peace. Um, Sam, why would anyone want to watch this, apart from it being Studio Mapper? Apart from being Studio Mapper. Uh, well, this is a kind of fantasy, I was going to say maybe sci-fi, but that doesn't quite ring true. I tell you, I think fantasy probably takes it a bit more. Um, a fantasy superhero. Super, that, you know what, that's perfect. A superhero show which focuses on the titular Itaden gods and their adventures and misadventures around the world. If you like um, dark comedy, if you like quite flashy action and uh, set pieces, then this is a show that might be right up your street. Awesome. No, it sounds cool. Like we said before, it's by Studio Mapper, so you know that at the very least you're going to be in for some visual treats. And something that really stands out in the way that this show is portrayed is the character designs and the world design as well, in terms of its choice of colours and direct and directing. So if that sounds like it's your cup of tea, then check out the Ten Deities Know Only Peace. Awesome. Right, let's get into pulling this apart and uh, seeing what we think about uh, this show. Right. I like how you managed to cut yourself off there, like <laughs> mid-octave. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right, well, so for those who maybe haven't seen either 10, because it was not massively popular when it came out there was a quite a bit of a following but it seemed to be one of those um anime that not a lot of people knew about at the time of airing what's going on here what's happening in our first three episodes okay right here we go so rin is our main girl who 
is a deity, a god. Um, and mm. 800 years ago, her granddad and his domino pals went to the demons and monsters of the world and destroyed them. They were raging havoc across the earth. And they were like, nah, they're saying, cool, you're going down. So they destroyed all of the demons and trapped them in this big spiral. What, the, what are those, um, like symbols called you know the ones where the people summon the demons and stuff that oh pentagrams there you go like a weird pentagram thing um and they're trapped the demons are trapped but then granddad and his boys had to be trapped in there as well for some reason and rin is then stuck on her own on earth for 800 years and we find out we find out throughout these first three episodes that she has a bit of a hard time of it for the first 50 years coming to terms with the fact that she's the only god left and then she's like i'm gonna become the baddest motherfucker out here the baddest assiest badass ever yep and she trains herself by walking through lava um i don't I, i get that so we we learn we learn about the gods that they absorb or that they they evolve based on pain and suffering. They evolve to withstand that pain and suffering at a very quick rate. Uh, if they get yes. injured, that then if they get injured in the same way again, it doesn't affect them as badly because their bodies evolve and adapt. Um, yeah. So she walks through lava, and you get this sense that she's put herself through a lot of turmoil over these eight uh, for. 250 years i think or something like that to Mm -hmm. build up this resilience um and although we don't really learn how she learns how to fight um, yeah because she couldn't fight before but she can fight now and and she also knows loads of cool stuff that no one seems to have told her but anyway her job (laughs) is to train the next gen of deities who yes are cocky teens um and mm-hmm. nerdy teens and well no they're all pretty cocky to be fair in their own right and yeah who haven't seen war who haven't seen war before or yep. in other words have only known peace known peace title oh. drop episode two yeah <laughs> and then the zobel empire is the bad guys they they apparently are being run by the demons who now yep. also have human form um which wasn't a thing there's a whole law behind that which is kind of fun to learn about um i like the exposition very uh sort of in your face like we'll speed up this and put it on times two so that yeah. if you i did have to pause several times t- several Just times watching this in catch what's happening yeah um anyway so the first three episodes they dethaw a giant monster that the zobel empire do and our yep next gen heroes superheroes they come in and like oh my god that must be one of those monsters that um uh, rin has told us so much about let's see if we can defeat it and they do they defeat it and yeah punch a hole clean through his chesticles and then i guess the demons are like well they know about us now so we'd better attack them so they attack them and rin just kicks ass just and that, that dismantles is the first three episodes. this guy yeah very good Thank Very you. Uh, thorough, indeed. Right. Um, I want to ask you, yes. um, now that we've caught up on, on what's happening in these episodes, who's yeah. your favourite Eda 10? Um, I mean, if it's... Oh, that's that's tricky. I was going to automatically go for Hayato. Is it Hayato? Yeah. Um, but Rin's badass as well. Like, mm. who's yours? Come on, you've obviously got someone different. Uh, I quite like... Um, Yeasley, 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 Eastley, yeah, 
Yisle. Yes. Uh, hey, say, Yisle. Yeah, okay. I like uh, Yisle because he's an Eda 10. So in this world, the Eda 10 are these, well, we, as we said, they're gods, but they're also unfathomably strong. Like they're durable to the point where they can regenerate fingers and have holes blown into them and not die. And Yisle is positioned as somebody who's fairly recently been born. And instead of fighting, he's choosing to use his intellect and his wile to kind of get by. And we see all these little Is it because he wears glasses? Can relate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I like that he's more focused on acquiring knowledge than directly fighting. And I like Hayato. I like him a lot. I think he's just the fun protege. Um, but yeah. I think... Yeasley is the more interesting character. Yeasley, if we're going with Yeasley, by the way, don't sort of at us with pronunciation. We're going with Yeasley. Um, it's Y-S-L-E-Y. Like, how am I supposed to pronounce that? It's Yeasley? Yeasley? Yeasley yes with Yeasley. Yeasley. Um, easily. Fine, we'll go with Yeasley. Um, Yeasley is a bit of a dick as well, though. Like, he's, all, oh, they, yeah. he's ruthless. Like, he just throws... Uh, Rin entered the situa- situation at the end with the bad guys. He's like, oh yeah, there was a tracker on uh, on Hayato, so I put it so on I Rin. I put it on our strongest guy. <laughs> I put it on our strongest guy and was like, ah, she'll be fine. She's really strong. And um, is it Paula's like, yeah, but what if what if she isn't? <laughs> what if what if they're better? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, well, we didn't stand a chance then, did we? we, we might as well get it over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well be put out of our misery if that's the case. It's very pragmatic, isn't he? And yeah, it really raises interesting questions because then, and what I quite like about this show in general mm-hmm. is that it positions us as like, oh yeah, these are the heroes that we should be rooting for and they're going through all these shonen-y arcs. But then we see how easily they handle how all easily. the threats coming their way. How easily they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that they handle the threats that come their way and by seeing through Yeasley's lens and he's taking corpses and body parts and sending oh, them yeah. to like facilities it kind of starts to raise a question of are they justified and right or is this entire thing shades of gray i mean i think one of the big things that we need to get into is their moral code um we hear that very that, that they are created through well that they're pulled out they're pulled out of portals or something by other yeah. other things or they can be born but they're born by they're brought into existence by i can't remember the exact word like prayer um, it's like uh suffering and seeking salvation i think they so yeah seeking salvation um by humans or by by animals and creatures and thinking uh, sentient beings Mm. and the majority of the sentient beings on earth are humans so that's why they take human form that's why they um that's that's yeah so basically those that suffer the the more that people suffer the more that humans go through the more deities are created and yet they don't intervene in human warfare. They don't intervene yeah. intervene in human conflict. They are bystanders in that, um, which coincidentally, something that I've watched recently is the exact plot line of the Eternals. 
Yeah, they don't intervene in the wars of humans. They only intervene when it's the deviants, and in this case, it's the when it's just the demons. Yeah, so it's very, very similar moral code. The difference. I really like it. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, but 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 the yeah. Sorry, I was just going to completely paint it on the wall. What the moral dilemma for me is is the fact that Mm -hmm. the Eternals aren't created by humans. The fact is, the only reason these gods exist is because of human suffering. Because the humans pull them in, yeah. And therefore, they almost have a duty Mm. to humans in a way, I feel. Yeah. I I think it's really interesting because, and as they say, it's like, oh, we don't intervene when it's man against man. But because humankind are fighting against each other, that's creating this want for salvation, this need for salvation. And then it's spawning these gods in who don't intervene with the wars that birthed them. And I think that's a really interesting take on what happens when the saviour comes in, but the saviour won't help you. And it's, as of the start of the show, it's created this generation of either 10 that don't want to fight. You've got Hayato who wants to, he's the most traditional out of them all, but the other two don't really care. They don't care for it. They've not trained at all. They're just, they just exist with all this power, but they're not using it for anything. Yeah. I mean, Again, is that a problem we we see in society? Not to get deep, but like people have power and people have control and no, don't necessarily use it. Like just just because you're right born, things. we're not we're not in a Marvel movie. Just because you're born with great power does not mean that you are responsible for the entire human race and you have to then mm. use it. Some people, I guess, would would say that you know if you've got if you're born with the luxury of power, you know whether that's in social standing, whether that's in finance or money, your wealth. Um, or whatever, you know, you should use it to better mankind. Um, so mm. it's, it, it could be relatable to you. But so, yeah, these guys have have an immense amount of power and they're just like, nah, I'm cool. I'm just going to read some books and talk to some birds. It's going to be fine. And train with my mentor, mm. just in but case they, the but demons come back. What it says very early on is that they also were born specifically to fight the monsters right to fight the demons yeah so they first appeared when humans were just because this is our favorite it's a post post apocalypse (laughs) 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 okay because it is like the demons nearly wiped out everything they reduced most of the earth to wastelands and in that Mm. moment of despair humans brought forth the edaten and the edaten existed to wipe out the demons and we see this original generation of edaten win and then seal the demons away only for 800 years of peace yeah Yeah. and even though they get that peace humans being humans still reenact this cycle of war and this cycle of violence and yeah and that is that is what's what makes the argument almost you you almost understand the the deity's argument because they they say well they're they're battling against each other just because someone's suffering on you know they're suffering on both sides who do mm. i help like yeah who, who do i who do i help win like they're fighting with each other they need to sort that out themselves if there's an I'm, outside threat yeah. that threatens the extinction of humanity i'll step in and again that but until you know, that point i won't yeah it's a very interesting dynamic and i love 
again, they, they, they make it very clear that they don't know what the demon's motives are. They don't know what these monsters' mm. motives are because they say... Usually wants to ask one. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But he's also like, if they, if they win, they die. <laughs> because they, if, they, if they conquer Earth, then they just starve to death. Um, yeah. So it's a weird, like, where's their end game? What's their, what's their long-term goal mm. for this? Uh, which is interesting. Um, and at the moment, from the demon side, it seems to be that they just want to survive and they want to boost their numbers. And we know that there's 360. <laughs> is this where your maths come in? No, the maths uh, comes into the speed. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're being very, we've, we've gone very deep very early with this show. And I think what's important yeah. for those that haven't seen it is that it's first and foremost a comedy yeah it's a bit of a it's an I action it comedy is. oh yeah 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 it's i i think you know the mm. very opening scene sets the tone that it's going to be this slapstick sort of relationship between trainer and apprentice protege mm-hmm. um and it, it's it does a really good job it, there's a really nice cut where um it cuts they, they basically they're they're racing they're, they're racing each yeah. other and Rin around up, the planet around the around the planet <laughs> and rin ends up beating the crap out of hayato for the first mm. of many times just slapping his face backwards and forwards blood gushing gushing in hysteric bones crunching exaggerated styles and and then it like it cuts back to the poetic music where they put the big yeah. monument on the screen and it's like slap 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 <laughs> ah it's, like, it's just a really nice transition that i was just like yeah that's fun um did the comedy work for you then like consistently across all three episodes did it land i think so yeah i like and this is why my first go-to when you said who's my favorite character i went for hayato first of all because i think his lines and even like there's there's bits with um Yeasley. Yeasley? Easily. Easily. We're going with Easley. Um that <laughs> we'll change it three more times before the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. He sets up that he's just funny. Like when when the guy's getting away in the Mark II plane and he's mm. like and he's Easley's <laughs> like, Oh my god, that's the so and so plane. That's flies at Mark two. But then again, <laughs> and then it just cuts to it- um, Hayato, Hayato sat on the wing. Sat on the wing, and it's like it's, like, it's good. It because can't out run away from Hayato. <laughs> is it? But but it's it's impressive because it's you expect if they could have just done that and the guy gets away. That like that's that's sort of like oh my god, this is great. He's really fast, and it, that's why he gets away. And I expected him to get away because it's like the baddie gets he's, away he's in the first the, episode. The big bad. Yeah, yeah, he's the big bad. He gets away in the first episode. It's like yeah, but nah, nah. The, no. Hayato is on a different level, mate. You just don't understand. Um, that sets up another one of the jokes that I find absolutely hilarious, and that is that as he's about to self like self destruct when Hayato catches him, he says these oh, yeah, bodies yeah, yeah, are really yeah. hard to repair, mm. and the next time we see him, he's in a really <laughs> crappy robot body. <laughs> yeah, so like. It's that kind of setup and payoff that um, I really appreciate from the show. And, and then further down the line, he also seems to be growing out a head out of a plant. Yeah, of a plant. That was a bit part. bizarre. Like, we haven't got yeah, any, very... any reason as to why that's a thing at the minute, but um, that was fun. Um, okay. Big uh, question. Hang. I want, I want to say my maths. Okay, yeah, go on. Sorry. So in the, You're very in the proud race of around maths. the earth, yes. I'm very proud of my maths. 
and and it works because it ties into what you said about the jet so in the race around the earth the earth has a circumference of 40,075 kilometers yeah i know to get around it in <laughs> nine hours they must have been going 4,452 kilometers per hour okay. which is about just shy of mach 4 okay yeah so twice the speed of the plane effectively yep absolutely if that's and, how and, max and, work i don't know if that's how max work it might be exponential and therefore has a different metric. i don't think it's really ex- exponential okay might be inversely mm. but, exponential if we're gonna get having such ludicrous numbers in episode one is another thing that i really like about the show because by having these characters be so powerful from the word go mm. we suddenly get all these really great opportunities for slapstick comedy taken yeah. to the absolute extreme yeah yeah, like, like when that's gets... why I said at the top, it's kind of dark he... comedy because it's people running into things or being beat up and having bones actually broken or yeah. having holes punched through them. Yeah, it's like that, that that first scene when the demon is released, that fi- first fight scene is good because you don't have that expectation yet to a certain mm. extent. You know, you don't you sort of know that they're not just going to die, but you but you don't really see how they're going to get out of it because that demon goes to town on Hayato, Hayato and mm. then penetrates the hell out of Easley um, mm. right right through the chest, uh, a giant gaping hole there. Um, so, you, <laughs> yeah, you sort of like, you're like, well, whoa, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Uh, you, you, don't really, you don't really see how they're getting out of this and you're like, oh, this got serious pretty quickly. These guys need to do something quick if they're going to resolve this. Um, and lo and behold, uh, easily he's just chill and he's like oh yeah i'm gonna be really i'm gonna use my speedster vibes we need to talk about speedsters in a second um and okay. and see how quick this monster's reactions are and um he does some like science experiments to basically figure out the capabilities of this beast and mm. then he goes and hides and hayato comes in and he's just like you piss me off now i'm i'm i'm, I'm mad and i'm gonna I'm go mad. to town and he that whole thing with the the fake out with the big the iceberg that he throws at his head yeah. and then goes goes a, goes in with the gut punch uh, is a great scene. It's really well done. Followed by him being just genuinely disappointed that, <laughs> that he's dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, you're dead. oh. what? Uh. Oh. Oh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. And like, again, with the, with the Mr. X, like the, the self-destruct robot when he blows up and Hyatt has just stood there so bored. It's totally fine. It's just like, it's just like, oh, right. Damn yeah. old man. <laughs> So speedsters, these are basically speedsters, right? The, their their I mean, main power is, is speed. That's that's what they say in the voiceover at the beginning. You know, that they're, mm. they're all super, super quick. And yeah. that's one of their big traits. Obviously, they develop the strength through the training and stuff like that. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, their big thing is the speed. And it got me thinking about speedsters in general. Because okay. speedsters have a general makeup don't they they're always they're usually cocky characters that are quick-witted yep. and <laughs> and just, even quicker on their feet well exactly it's it's like okay they they're mentally quick as well as physically quick we get it um, Yeah, you're right i'm trying to think of the list of them I'm like okay barry allen yep yeah. check sonic the hedgehog yep, yep check yeah they're all road cocky got road beep beep <laughs> Yeah, they've all got a bit of attitude, but also Flash from the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. I made I made a list of my favourite ones. Okay, uh, yeah. So we've got Hit the Flash, Barry Allen, yep. obviously. 
Which one? I don't know. Oh, oh no, I don't think there's I've got like it. fifty different ones. Because there's Barry Allen, there's who's the other one? Wally West. Wally West. Kid Flash. Reverse Flash. Yeah. It was me, Barry. It was me. When, when oh. your girlfriend touched your leg and you came instantly, that was me. I jerked you off at super speed, so it looked like you would come at the touch of a woman. Oh my god. What I'll is that? I'll send you that video. It's one of my that... favourite memes of all time. <laughs> it was me, Barry. <laughs> Oh God, I I don't. Sorry, I don't. I don't, I don't, who, I don't think I want to know. Um, so uh, then there was. Sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought after that. Um, obviously, Flash from the Incredibles, Sonic, Roadrunner, and my favourite is Billy Wiz oh. from the Beano. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> neurons! Yay! I tell you what, Th- this podcast is, just a new- is the neuron game. Go on. The neuron is who can have the biggest neuron firing moment. Okay, I'm gonna take your um Billy Wiz from the Beano and raise you Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like Speedy Gonzalez, that laugh. Um Yeah, yeah, Speedy Gonzalez. Um great. Yeah, good one. I haven't got any more. I, I got I got uh-huh. I got I got bored. But I did find some interesting information. Okay. So when I was looking for speedsters, I was like, there's loads of speedsters out there and they all have this trait. And I just was, was Googling stuff about speedsters. I don't know okay. much about the comic book universe, but apparently on this tier list, there was Wally West was at number one. And I was like, yeah. okay. And none of the others really had facts and information. And I, I was like, but this, this one at number one was like, this is the big bad. This is this. You can't get any quicker, but you can always get quicker, can't you? Like in, in everything. But it was... the. Some yeah, of the, the slash. stats that he yeah. had, he he took the speed from every human on Earth to mm-hmm. travel across the galaxy at so many mm-hmm. times the speed of light that he went yep. back in time. Yep, I guess that's what speed force is busted. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, like Wally it- West, he challenged somebody to a race, and this character could instantly teleport. Yes, he said, that's no, what it word. said. It said quicker than instant teleportation. Teleportation. Like, what? That's not... It, it, the word <laughs> instant... not possible. Yeah. <laughs> but instant. that's just it. This, honestly, the speed force in DC is so utterly busted as a power mm. because he has a move called the infinite mass punch where yeah. he hits you with infinite mass. Like, he's the whole reason that the DC timeline is resets like every other year because he just <laughs> runs so fast that he breaks the universe and they have to go about f- cleaning up his mess yeah like fair this enough. is okay right this is one of the reasons why i don't <laughs> oh, like god DC here characters. we go Sam, okay sam's rant okay because yeah. welcome to sam's rant 103 because dc characters are built as being like okay here's a superpower and we're going to take it to its logical extreme batman's superpower money superman can do anything the flash super fast right all of these characters are nigh on invincible in pretty much any story and the stakes just feel so low or they just how do i solve this problem oh i'll just do it be superman and punch really hard or i'll just not take damage from this massive explosion like it boggles the mind that people find dc heroes so exciting the only interesting one is batman and that's because he's literally human but yeah. then again, he can win any fight if you give him enough prep time because he's the best human. Because he's got <laughs> all this money and all this brain power. Like, yeah. 
at least with Marvel, and you can make arguments that Marvel characters fall into these tropes as well, especially a lot more of the spacey ones. But at least with Marvel, there are hard limits to like what characters can do. Thor can't fly, he throws his hammer. Spider-Man isn't the strongest person in the world. He has super strength and he can flip about, but he still needs to like manage his relationships. Captain America is a super soldier, mm. but he's fallible. He can be shot, he can get injured. And I think that's why... Marvel characters tend to be I get, better. Yeah. And the same in anime as well. Like you transfer this to like Dragon Ball Z or to Naruto mm. or to One Piece. The characters get injured and they fall and they feel like they can doesn't, take damage. Doesn't Dragon Ball Z fall into this trope entirely though? Like isn't isn't that, you know, level four thousand and stuff like This isn't, isn't that- even my final form. Like Dragon yeah. Ball, yeah especially with the newer stuff has fallen into that but it always takes a lot for goku to win he always gets beaten up and punched down and people die and then get brought back to life i'm not saying it's better like i mean Dragon Ball. yeah but like every that happens in dc as well it might be less believable but they still get beaten down first because that's how a hero arc works oh no we can't yeah. win oh yes we can win but it I think it simplest. creates so many fallacies. It's like, okay, so Superman is so strong, he's basically invincible, and yeah, he I mean, still Superman gets is invincible. punched down. And he hasn't got enough opposition. I think the diff- like Thor is practically Ooh, invincible. Scary Rock. <laughs> Thor is practically no. invincible, right? Yeah, mostly. But, but in most of his comics, but, it but revolves around like the world's set up to have matched villains that can defeat him. Like he hmm. he he's indes- he's indestructible and pretty badass when it comes to like the uh, avengers and stuff because it's earth battles but as soon as like thanos comes along and hella like it's mm. and again I'm he just gets his shit rocked mcu rather than because that's my experience of it but like yeah he gets he's got those formidable opponents mm. that don't feel out of place it's not like they just brought yeah. them in for thor it's like this is part of the world whereas i guess mm. when you've got speedsters that can do anything and yeah super yeah it's like why do we not solve all problems i think superman is the the ultimate isn't he because he yeah he he is perfect apart from the green rock um (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's i feel like i don't know that's why i like anime and manga so much because it always feels like even if it's like the most traditional shonen in the world there's always that level of progression where you see the characters get stronger and bloodied and beaten mm. and it's not just oh here's zargon from planet xyz who's the most powerful in the universe to fight superman versus oh here's zargon 3 from this other planet because superman beats zargon yeah. it's like yeah. yeah i guess like a good comparison would be all might um because mm. he has fundamental weaknesses and i guess the like that big hole in his stomach what yeah what's what's the kid's name deku deku De- De- deku is um is is ultimately i mean i haven't i haven't caught up by any stretch but i i imagine in my head he's ultimately going to be a superman equivalent level threat like because All Might in his prime is pretty indestructible, right? He's He can fly. Yeah. He he's can... single-handedly reduced Japan's crime rate to like 10% yeah, he's, over the it, course of his But like, time. again, like, how do you mm. kill him? It's, it's, it's barely... He's super strong. He's super He's super charming. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, he's, he's, and he um, bought me dinner once. Yeah. Never called me the next day, though. It was brutal. Um, yeah. So I guess potentially that has... That's end game. Um, mm 
but what's so good about that story is that it sets it up as okay so here's superman but what if it's superman and he's had a hole punched out of him and he's got a hard time limit and that's the interesting thing and what about if it's not about him it's about the kid that's trying to replace him and and growing up exactly who 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 breaks his arms when he punches (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's awful just can't do he's not a good hero and should never have been given that power and maybe that giant tangent aside is maybe my biggest issue with Eda 10 mm, is yeah. that we have these characters and especially Rin who just gets the living crap beaten out of them and there doesn't seem to really be any consequence. The only people who get hurt at this point is like Hayato. Yeah, so I think you're spot on there and that is one of the big things from these first three that I'm like, they've, they've, they seem to have almost, what what's the word? Um dug themselves in, into a hole is that the right ex- expression uh, uh, yeah they, they peg themselves. They've, they've set themselves up yeah There's, there is an expression that means something like that um basically they've they've set them set the world up so that rin is the most powerful character that we've met the demons have mm. explicitly said we're going to send our strongest soldier to defeat mm. her and mm-hmm. rin demolishes it fairly easily um once she knows that it's a demon because I think she holds back and that's why she holds back because she thinks it's human at the beginning for some reason. Um, She's like, oh, so you're not human. Okay. So I can defeat you. Boom. I've defeated you. Like pulls out sword wins. Yeah. Um, Mm. And, and it's sort of, it it feels just a bit bizarre. Obviously they'll have a plot in mind. They'll know where they're going to go with this, but it's just bizarre at the end of episode three to leave it like that because it's like, okay, what is the alternative here are they are they now going to have to exponentially you know they've had 800 years but and this is mm. how strong they've got but now they're going to have to exponentially develop their monster capabilities their dev- demon yeah, capabilities. So even higher heights in the mm. course of a few weeks or whatever compared to and they explicitly say as well don't they that it takes about what was it 200 odd years 80 50 to 80 years maybe that um it takes for either 10 to get to the same kind of level yeah, that yeah, Rin's yeah. operating on. Yeah. Mm. I will say, um, as having finished the anime, okay. and I won't spoil anything, the way in which they handle the fallout from their, the demon's strongest fighter being defeated is really interesting. And the, the whole structure of the show calls into question what you know about the characters and what you know about traditional um gods versus demon stories so very very interesting Ooh. going forward well, I'm but very intrigued. that's all set up that's all set up in these first three episodes i was really worried about the um the age restriction that every time i tried to watch this it seemed to come up with like 15 plus don't watch this i had to accept stuff on crunchyroll to say that i was like willing yeah. to watch this um i don't really get it apart from the end of episode okay i do get it i, I do get it it's but it's not like the mm. blood and gore that does that do we want to touch on some of the sensitive issues in this show i think we should and uh, like as a bit of a warning for anybody who's thinking of going into this show just a bit of a content warning that there is uh, a depiction of um sexual assault and rape at the end of episode one which does clash quite a lot with the show's comedic vibes and the, yeah. the general tone of the show it's Nothing is explicitly shown, but there is a nun character who is um, assaulted by four or five guards um, of the Zobal Empire. And it's in this, the 
act itself is portrayed in a kind of like an artist's render, like a like a dream sequence almost of yeah. um, silhouettes against these backgrounds, and it's it's very unpleasant because it then snaps back to like a really kind of morbid shot um, of what's actually happening, and yeah. things are kind of alluded to in the next few episodes of of what will happen and what the soldiers want to do when they go into these countries, but it's never as explicit again as at the end of episode one. So please yeah. do be aware of that before going in. Um, did, did you clock the guards' is, comments where it was like they yep. want to spoil little girls and boys and men and women alike? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like I get painting your bad guys to be bad guys, but I don't think you need to go that far to just to show I, like that I just level don't. Of depravity. Th- I, I, yeah, but I just don't think they see it as that level of depravity. I, I genuinely don't mm. like the shows that we've watched, the way they touch on the way, the way, you know, no game, no life. What we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the way that yeah. it's portrayed, I don't think they see it. They, I think they see it as a joke. Mm. And and they probably do. I mean, unfortunately look at the amount of um, content and lolly based shows and books and uh, material that exists in Japan, which skirts around all these different um child exploitation laws because it's drawings and it's it's media and it, at the end of the day yes it is drawings and it is media but also it's almost normalizing and making very yep. uh, and like you said making a joke of this very serious uh issue and despite how good the first part of the episode is ending it with assault and then having the next episode be bookended with the joke of oh let's go and assault this wide variety of peoples and ages is kind of horrific kind of bad <laughs> yeah yeah it is um so that is obviously going to be one of the major turnoffs to this show if you can't um come to terms with that don't want that in your media that's completely understandable and that's uh maybe mm-hmm. that may be something that stops you watching this show um okay enough about that let's move back to the fun stuff um what yes. do we what do we think to the fight scenes? Which is your favorite fight scene? Ooh, um I the easy and low hanging fruit is to say yeah. Rin versus Nickel mm-hmm. because like her nonplussed yeah. expression while she's doing it is is really funny. Yeah. But I think I'm going to put my money on um the three peaceful Ten versus Gudon the big demon because I love uh, Yeah, yeah, The because it shows us all we need to know about the characters. It, we see Paula is the kind of the super speedy, light on her feet, information gatherer. We see that Easley is the smart and there calculating. Is, there is a lot of good expositional conversation through this. I say good. Oh, as yeah. it, it's not good. It's terrible exposition. <laughs> like, it's just, let's blatantly just have a conversation. It's just info dumping. It's, what What did you, what have you called it before? Cafe culture cafe conversations oh cafe exposition <laughs> cafe exposition um and, and it's just um as oh no i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'll um i'll uh i'll get some uh brownie points here it's uh okay. as it's as you know bob have you as heard you of, have you bob. heard of as you know bob it's a playwright uh term that sort of is in movies and tv and, and book writing as well but it's as cl- you already know, Bob. Yes. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing, and it's 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 always just it's it's an example of bad exposition, and like there's this one here that was very very evident early on, where it was like, um, Hayato is talking to Rin in their first fight scene, and it's like, how long have these monsters been sealed away anyway? And then she's mm. like, eight hundred years. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like you wouldn't ask that question, you know. Like you could have no, easily have swapped that around and just said, "Look, these have been these have been sealed away for eight hundred years. Why are we even?" But again, yeah, after eighty years of training, you'd think these conversations would have been done. You've sort of committed now. You s- yeah, you kind of say that though, but I like that it's almost lampshaded a bit because Rin is such a terrible mentor that knows absolutely yeah, nothing. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy Easley's <laughs> Easley Easley. Easily. Wisely. Uh, wisely. The wisely <laughs> coyote. Um, <laughs> he's uh, never catch that speedster. Um, why, why? Yeah, Easily is asking, he's basically flashing back to when he, when he first meets Rin and he's just like uh, asking her all these in-depth questions about the existence of um, the deities. And she's just like, mm. yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question too. I don't know. Uh, it's I'm fun. not it's sure. It's good. She just doesn't give a shit. Um, she's a terrible man. Exactly. And like he's <laughs> and, and his like questioning of her strategy throughout the first three episodes is great as well. He's just like, yeah. look, she's doing, she's training well, but she doesn't know why. She she she's doing it by accident. <laughs> she's just beating up people. She doesn't get the real. It's like okay, yes, you can get from A to B, but you're going through like how are you no we're not following this like do better yeah. learn your craft <laughs> it's just accidental Have success and it, it pisses him off because he's an intellect he's She's... an intellectual who's like no you... <laughs> yes you're right <laughs> she's like well then if it works but i'm not you... happy about it yeah like <laughs> yeah it, it, it is a great <sighs> dynamic i like it um it's pretty good and I, I think that kind of covers for and Again, they lampshade the exposition stuff a bit more when Yeasley starts explaining about the Eda 10 and their ad- adaptations. And like we said, it speeds it up and it's fast forwarded, yeah. which is a bit of a comedic moment in itself. Like the author's almost saying, look, I'm here to just dump some info right yeah, here, yeah, but I'll yeah. make it funny by speeding it up. So here yeah. we go. And you could just it let it go. It? You could maybe, maybe. To be fair. I mean, I don't know. It's new. It's different. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not taken super serious. Like, with Sword Art, if we had to get that level of information, that'd be half an episode. Yeah, Here, it's yeah. condensed into two minutes. If that was then... Attack on Titan, it'd be half a season. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I still haven't forgiven season two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I, I really uh, easily, when he goes back to Rin and he grovels, and it's oh, just the direct approach the direct and it the voiceover is just like he he chose the direct approach it's super effective it was super effective <laughs> it's good because it's sort of like we're not gonna spend too long on this like rin is a bit of an idiot um she's great at what yeah. she does but she's a bit dense and it's sort especially like emotionally she's almost like mm. Like, yeah, it's that relationship side of things. Like, she just doesn't get why people would be pissed off. She doesn't get that this might be hard for some people. She's just like, no bullshit, we're doing this. So to think that he might be Mm -hmm. manipulating her on some other level to get what he wants doesn't really come into it. He's just like, teach me. And she's like, 
yes. Oh, I forgive this, you everything. This is exactly what I wanted. Come, <laughs> come back to me. I love that whole comparison of like... Oh, it's like... To a hikikuri. Is it yeah, a hikikamori. Hikikamori, that's the one. What's a hikikuri? <laughs> I feel like that's... You're another thing, kakaguri. Kakaguri. Japanese, man. It's, it's like another language to me. Um, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your favourite fight? I don't think we... Uh, we oh, got um, that. Yeah, I mean, is it? Am I missing any? There is just those two big ones, isn't there? In these first three, yeah, everything else is kind of. Uh, I guess maybe uh, Piscarat versus the enemy, where she throws the tank, if you can call it a fight. Uh yeah. Well, yeah. No, I'm not giving it to that psychopath. Um, there's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know really. I think, I think the first one probably because I think there's just so much you don't know um mm. the it the, plays with your expectations very well it does it does the second one is interesting because you do get a lot more action i guess and a lot more dynamic shots mm. um and it is interesting to see how the demons operate and how she's she sort of like rin just what does she do again oh she severs her head is she, is, is that is yeah. that just her super speed that she did that without yeah. her even noticing it's like boom you're dead and the, the demon's like, but why can't I move? Why can't I move my body? I, why can't I move my body? Well, that's, that's expected. Your head's not connected to it. And it just falls I've severed off. your spinal cord. Get wrecked, kid. Yeah. <laughs> it is brutal. And I guess yeah. that just shows the level difference. She was just toying can, with her. Go on. Can we talk about the colour choice? We can't and... talk about Bruno. <laughs> you mean Gustav? <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Gustav. Da, da, da. Yeah, c- can we talk about the color palette and the direction of uh, these first three episodes? Because I am a little bit in love with the <laughs> way that the colors for mm. everything is are constantly changing. Like the sky mm. is green, the clothes are suddenly pink, and then the next shot they're blue. There's like everything is block colors with weird choices of shading like a shadow will be shown as green or orange or purple just to fit whatever's happening in the scene yeah what did you think of the oh it's great wasn't it 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 goes back to like the animation in general doesn't it because it it has these soft purpley outlines to the characters a bit like in no game no life um where they had the they didn't have the crisp black images that you sort of expect with shonen-y anime and um the backgrounds themselves are really simplistic but they're yes. done in a really dynamic and three-dimensional way where they, they'll they emphasize it going off into the horizon, this like one-point perspective in a lot of the scenes mm-hmm. where it just goes off. Like there's a random shot of a plane that really narrowed, it was just a single frame of a, of a jet, jet plane. Um, and it was like from the nose looking back and it just dynamically just, it reminded me a bit of... Um, and completely different but in in terms mm. of that uh perspective you know we talked about it in one of the star wars visions ones where you had the x-wing yes. and the way that was dynamically sort of shot to come yeah, out of yeah. the screen this was just like it just went really far back and you sort of saw right into the horizon even though all your focus is on this jet at the front um mm. yeah it was really cool the back the backgrounds and stuff were really nice again simplistic but really effective they thought about how they wanted it to look um it's good yeah pretty good that yeah really stunning um 
and I, I like I'm a sucker for when shows do that. JoJo Part Four does that a lot as well with changing color palettes and making things pop with really simple colors. And I think that the simple art style and the simple character designs as well really lend to this looking as good as it does and being able to move in the way that it does because a lot of the action and even smaller moments yes. are done with lots of flourish and technical um cap- like ability like we see moments where a ninja gets grabbed and then twisted and then it cuts to like a, a like a red screen and then green intestines fall on top of people like the yeah. color choices accentuate and also make better the amount of gore yeah do you know and what this also, reminds me a lot of what does it remind you a lot of jackie chan adventures oh my god <laughs> Are we now three, th- three for three on episodes <laughs> I mentioned the Jackie Chan Adventures? <laughs> it's a quality show. The um, oh, I watched the first episode because I was just nostalgia, and it was the the backgrounds are the most simplistic sketches you've ever seen. Like they <laughs> literally look like I I don't know, like a four year old's just sketched them. They are so like white just washed in one color and then like pencil drawn on even like when the it characters could be like a, are interacting them interacting with them it could be like a choice as well right it could be like oh. traditional chinese background art yeah yeah like very very potentially but what i think it allows for is them to emphasize a lot of the fight because it's quite a fights heavy thing like you've got um mm. jackie's character running across rooftops climb jumping across buildings and stuff very dynamic sort of action shots and lots of fight yeah. scenes like it's got true like i was really impressed with the fight choreography for a for really a, yeah like genuinely it's it's very typical jackie chan if you've ever watched jackie chan movies mm. where he uses the environment almost clumsily to to the as it's martial arts style to like like he yeah he um uses he flips over a car snaps off the wing mirrors and he's like oh and then he starts whacking them with the wing mirrors and fighting them with the <laughs> wing with, not with the wing mirrors with the windscreen wipers and he's like uh, whacking uh-huh, them with them and uh-huh. then he, they go into a playground and he's in a climbing gym and he's diving in and out of the holes and popping out and attacking them through that and getting them to like screw up more yeah. than anything it's really jackie chan-esque um uh-huh. yeah really fun so when's that coming on the anniverse when, when oh. are we doing the jackie chan adventures well i'm assuming that was a western production but i don't i don't know was it technically we can, we can do a special we could do a special i don't know we can we can bring it on we need jackie chan the adventures is an anime fuck you fight me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the title we we need to talk op and ed before we move on oh my god we do um be- because if we're, think- if we're thinking simplicity the op is not simple <laughs> oh my god it's, absolutely not it's no. just oh. oh okay so the op is this kaleidoscope yeah. of colors and 3d models of the characters and insane visuals yeah. of just like people's skin being unzipped a head breaking into Pixelating. lego just sin- yeah yeah like p- people getting thanos snapped away and it's like from the moment the OP starts and you hear that guitar just kind of kick in, yeah. it's like, oh, you, know. you know that you're here for an absolute banger. And the wild visuals just, everything just keeps building and building. And then there is a drop and Hayato just like bursts through like random geometric shapes yeah. as the drop comes in and the singer just like releases this just passionate, <laughs> oh, Dude, it's just so bloody good. It is a great OP. There's no question. Like, I don't think 
you can't, you can't watch this and not appreciate it. It's so good. It's just got that electro techno vibe as well. And it's, yes, yeah, it's 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 big. It's a big one. Love it. I it's I give I, I give this a solid eight hundred years of training walking through lava <laughs> out, out of ten. Damn, that's pretty good. I give it uh, just enough acid out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the right amount of acid. <laughs> yeah. If what about the ED then? What did you think? Um, <laughs> Oh, it's completely different, isn't it? Really, um, it, it's softer colours. It's them in day to day get up, which is fun because it reminds me of Jujutsu Kaisen ZD. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it's following. Is it following Paula or Rin? It's following Piscarat. Oh, is it? And the de- and the demons. Yeah. Oh, Piscarat. Yeah, she's a blonde lady as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fun. What did you think? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think the I, I when I first watched it, I was worried that the ED was going to be quite simple, just because of the um, it falls into that trap that most EDs do, where it's just a bunch of still images of oh, yeah, Pisca yeah. like getting ready in the morning. But then we get a really nice single shot skateboarding scene of her. Oh yeah, um, so random as the music like kind of builds up, and again, there's another drop to the song, but not as heavy as the op um a little bit poppy i'm not as big a fan of it's a good song i'm just it's not as good as the op but like you said it's similar to jujutsu kaisen where if i showed this to somebody if i showed this to you you'd be like i don't know i don't know this show's about girls doing girl things and and going and shopping and taking pictures of parfaits and stuff it's a romance maybe yeah Uh, that would be fun though that would be nice. That would be a nice change of pace from all the <laughs> action that we've had the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, I, it's pretty good. I give it a day out with the girls out of 10. A day out with the girls out of 10. That's a really nice uh, scale. I like that. I'm going to give it a um, lol jokes. I'm throwing your tank. I'm throwing a tank at you and pushing <laughs> you from above out of 10. Oh, my God. Damn. Um, okay right, any odds and ends will before we move into our big three questions okay i've got one big i've got Bless one <laughs> thank you i've got one big uh odds and end uh, odd okay or end um one of the two one or both um why is the robot breathing out mist The robot breathing out... What, the doctor? The doctor is a robot and he's breathing out cold air as if he's got actual human breath. Um, I guess when we see Hayato destroy the doctor, we do see that he seems to be partly bionic, like that you can see bits of his brain. Mm, does he have so maybe. functioning lungs and 70% body... 70%, Look, man, 70% I don't know, Hayato destroyed most of it. Yeah, well, I would say bullshit because he doesn't <laughs> there's no way look i did the research okay i did the research i found those speedsters <laughs> i found those my head now here's will's top 10 list of cyborgs in right anime. the bit yeah terminator um attack on titan robot d- 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 uh, mecha but fleshy yeah um no um no i genuinely looked it up right mist breathing out mist it's caused because our bodies are mostly water, so therefore the oxygen in our body, in our breath, has a high percentage of water, and that's what condenses. This is not possible when you are a robot. 
I don't give a shit. Calling it out. Get rid of the mist. You're trying to mislead me. You're trying to mislead me. It's bullshit. He doesn't have a human body because he's also not cold. And the guard calls it out. Calls him out. He's yeah, like, he does call it out. Yeah, yeah, he's mostly robotic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you got it. You got him. You did it, man. I'm proud of you. You uh, got that robot. You showed that robot. I, d- I, I haven't got the satisfaction that I thought I would from proving that point. Um, <laughs> but you proved it anyway. I proved it anyway. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping for like this, like a fanfare, like, yes, we've solved it. We need to... We solved the problem. Yeah. We need a higher standard of animation here on the show. Don't be faking out with your misty breath. Your dummy mist breath. Mm. Okay. But now... Um, let's, Sorry. Let's get, into, let's get into the questions. Um, the first one, Sam. We need Hang to... on, you need the transition. Oh, we, ha- we have a transition, do we? I thought we don't have a transition. Do we have a transition? <laughs> This episode, what seventy two? I think we should have. Yeah, got and we're still one. forgetting the the order. There's just things. too many transitions and not transitions and gaps where there might be a transition, but probably isn't. Um, I missed Will's random facts of the day. Oh, do honest. you? Yeah, yeah, they aren't happening anymore, are they? Because they they just took they were too time too time consuming. Uh, yeah, hey, you had to go on Wikipedia at least once, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway anyway so we're into our big three questions uh, and the first of which is yes. concept and execution what do you think will um what is the concept here what's the, going on the concept is demons are potentially being released and there are these speedster gods with super strength that need to stop it from happening and there are no no bod- there's nobody with enough experience apart from rin who was a girl at the time so we're sort of unsure as to the whole lay of the land really we're still uncovering stuff um Mm -hmm. and it's a sort of a quest for knowledge and trying to save the human race from the destruction by monster stamping very succinct well done is it executed well though and is it a good concept yeah yes yes the thing the thing is i'm a sucker for speedsters like i think of all the superpowers Mm. i think speedsters are one of my favorites um that be your superpower then yeah i think so Mm. i I love the idea because because there's so many things you can do with it you know especially when you get into like the high realms of dc where like i mean Mm. speedsters speed is like again fucking physics man is it which i don't know which newton's law it is but speed thermal Cons- no, conservation of energy right? yeah yeah so speed is a massive factor in like strength and power like if you're fast enough it's gonna penetrate like bullets it's gonna hurt more bullets are tiny like bullets well, bull- bullets is the prime example isn't it they're tiny they're light but they can blow through a body because, because they go so fast they go so, so fast because yeah. of projectiles and shit mm. so um i was yeah. at a conference once where i got uh, shot a man was t- <laughs> no, i got shot <laughs> and i can confirm that bullets do move quick <laughs> open up a rib cage it shit was painful now a guy was talking about um uh, worst injuries he'd seen at a and e and he said that um what conference once- was this <laughs> It was like a like a do you want to be a doctor conference clearly i didn't i got into podcasting instead oh of course um, yeah <laughs> The, the greater career yeah. um but he was like oh yeah i once uh i was working out in afghanistan and he saw somebody who'd been sh- like he hadn't been shot by a 50 cal but the guy had shot a 50, the cal, 50 cal sniper rifle sniper rifle at him 
the bullet was like maybe half a meter oh, away right, from his okay, arm. I see where this is but going. the way that the air moved yeah. because of like how fast it was oh going. Oh my God. Like it ripped his arm off. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, but like it must have, yeah, it must have had to have been pretty close, I'd have thought. But that's incredible. Mm. Like, yeah, that, 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 and that just sort of, that when you see, when you see like people's in, in like games and stuff where like, you don't, oh yeah, like sniper rifles and stuff, like that, that whole thing, like you sometimes question like how people can be that accurate with their shots, but then you don't necessarily need mm-hmm. to be that accurate yeah. when, when you're you firing to... that kind of weapon. Exactly. It's just like you've got a general ballpark yeah. and you're probably going to do enough Serious damage to damage, kill them. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy and terrifying and crazy. And maybe deities are doing the right thing not getting involved in human warfare um because it's kind, yeah. it's kind of screwed up <laughs> yeah yeah. I, yeah I think as as a concept i think it's really interesting that we at the start of the episode talked for so long about the moral implications of the deities and whether they're them getting involved would end up causing more suffering and summoning more of them and whatever and that's such background dressing to mm the comedy and the action i think in terms of execution it's like it's enough to make you think yeah but also you can also watch this show and just switch off so i think in terms of execution it's done pretty pretty bloody well yeah good i would i would agree and i like i like the comedy i like the balance i like the action i think it's quirky and fun so yeah Mm. um turnoffs we've already touched on there's mm. there's a little bit of sketchy etchy in general with the way certain characters, especially the female characters, are drawn, yeah. um, and the demon is ripped as hell uh, with abs of steel, um, which yes. is very sketchy. <laughs> um, Damn. And then there's obviously the more the darker tones when it comes to the mm. molestation and rape of of people. Um, yeah. So. Like and it's, it's a dark and comedy at its most literal. It is no subject seems to be taboo here. And if you're, I don't know, man. I think we've watched them. Like I think there are shows we've watched that do a lot worse than this. I think that scene, yeah, probably, that, that yeah. scene is not nice to watch. But it's also that not scene done. is very jarring. But it's not the worst. No consistent element. I think that we've seen. Yeah. It's like it, it, you could have tackled it in a number of different ways and it's regrettable that you tackled it in the way that the show does. But, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, okay. and I'm going to say that actually I don't think that it is enough. For some viewers, that will be enough to turn you off and that's it. But I think that the rest of the show, the direction, the colours, the action, the music, everything might be enough to get past that first episode's barrier yeah i agree i agree i think um and to be honest it adds a bit of grittiness to a show that is quite light-hearted for a lot of it and you know has these sorts of overwhelmingly powerful gods that can that are undefeatable um it adds a human dynamic to it and brings into question all these moral mm. implications that we talked about, about whether you should use your powers for good, what is good. Mm. You know, there's quite a lot of big 
questions about morality in this show and without this you know we saw we see the warfare in general which i guess could do the same element to it but i think this in particular shows such a an atrocity taking place that sort of is like oh okay so they are really trying to get you thinking mm. about these the, the the about humanity in this way and you know there are uh, there is quite a look at humanity and society in general within the realm within the context of this superhero movie or show <laughs> yeah yeah okay um so do we think it does enough i think yeah, i enjoyed probably. it i enjoyed it i i really liked it i thought it was fun um it was very simplistic it didn't a lot of the animation didn't have the bombasticness of like attack on titan or like some of the other studio mm. ma- mapper productions it was quite shown in it almost felt like quite old school um yeah yeah, yeah i could see that which i didn't it, it's really interesting yeah. um because like i said right up top this was one of the shows that kind of went under the radar a bit until the last few episodes started coming out not because anything about the adaptation was changing and being really impressive but because people were finally checking it out mm. and getting on board with it it's kind of that really I wouldn't say horribly middle of the road shonen or senin or whatever, but it's a, a competent production with interesting questions, good comedy that just all comes together into a really entertaining package. Like we mentioned, there's there's the unfortunate ending of episode one, but episode two and three, I feel more than make up for that in terms of selling you the idea of what the series is about and what is going down yeah i agree i think it's uh good enough to get in so we'll put it into the anime that's two out of two uh over the past two weeks wait what did we do before that is it three out of three have we, we had that's i think it's three out of three because we have jujutsu kaisen to be fair we were on a bit of a negative streak before jujutsu kaisen okay we had, a, I think it was two, two or three in a row that didn't get into the anniversary. Oh God, maybe yeah, anime no, no game, no life was one of them. Maybe anime does. Yes. So. Um, okay, so well done to the gods of speed, um, speed gods. Who's the anime? Well, um, who's the uh, Roman god of speed? Is it Nike? Nike. Oh, it's Hermes, wasn't it? He's oh, the Hermes, messenger, but he's also fasters or hermes isn't hermes the greek version and nike's the roman oh yeah no he might be greek i think hermes is yeah i think they're based off the same thing because they're very similar but yeah um we forgot to put those into a mix they should they they basically they're they're, the og speedsters the og speedsters um okay yeah so well done to deities no peace um iderton guys um either 10 deities either deities those guys um you've done a good job you've done enough to get in the universe um right guys we're gonna leave the podcast there um we're gonna go to slice of life for a couple of minutes and have a chat about uh what we've been watching outside of anime maybe not outside of anime but outside of this and um if you guys aren't sticking around for that have a good week we'll see you next week make sure you hit us up on instagram and Twitter and all of the fun socials. Tell us what you think of the Ederton, Ederton deities and how you pronounce Wisely. the characters' Easily. names. Yeah. <laughs> and why is Lee? Um, that, that is the question. Why is Lee? That, yeah. <laughs> that is. Why is Gamora? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so hit us up. Let us know what you think. Email us any questions and queries and thoughts at gateway to the anniverse at gmail.com. Uh, we will see you next week if you're not sticking around. Thank you for listening. Uh, peace out. Okay. Oh, and here we are once again back in Slice of Life. Yeah. A whole one hour after we just did Slice of Life. Yeah. So, Will, in this past hour, <laughs> yep. what have you done? So, Sam, I I don't know what... How how are you when it comes to, like, YouTube reactions? Like, re- reaction channels where they watch things hmm. and you see their reactions? Because I'm... I've massively got into them over the recent over recent months. I've really enjoyed... It depends on the commentator, obviously. I think that's why you yeah. watch it. You watch it for the personality. And it's... I, I've really got into certain comedians... I say them... YouTube comedians that... Comedians watch watch like my favorite films or my favorite series and sort of see what they come over the top of it i think i was very very against react channels Mm. uh initially when they first started popping up but i started more recently listen uh watching vods of streamers like uh ludwig and stuff like that yeah yeah and a lot of their stuff is watching like tiktok compilations yeah and i find that stuff hilarious because of the way that they bring stories into it yeah. or just like the laugh you lose challenges. And I think maybe I gave them a bit too much of a bad rap at the start. Mm. I think the over the top reactions where it's like they're jumping in the air and throwing the headphones across the room, that's too much for me. But if it's somebody who's just genuinely excited about something, then I'm a bit more like, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Why, who have you been watching? Uh, well, I've been watching someone who throws their headphones around and jumps and screams <laughs> and is way over the top. Um, it's, I, I, I watch a few guys like, um, uh, I can't remember their guys' names. Um, I, watch, I watch quite a few different people. Who, who is, I've mentioned him before. What's his name? He's not the big, bold, buff dude who's like screams and passes out, right? Uh, no. Um, it's going to really annoy me. Hold on. Thank you. Dylan. Dylan's, Dylan is in trouble. I've been watching a lot of him recently. Um, and, and he's, he's really fun. But what I've actually been watching over the past couple of days, because I found it accidentally, um, is mm. Nicholas Light TV. Um, and he is very... Nicholas Light TV. Light. L-I-G-H-T. Light. Yeah. Okay. He's very over the top. Um, in in some of his reactions but i don't think it's to a point where it's obnoxious it, i i've quite enjoyed watching him and and to be fair a lot of it i, I don't know I've, he's he's very is is not the most overcomplicated analytics he's not like analyzing it to a, a massive degree but basically i watched him because he was at his um he analyzed he, he watched the encanto songs and pulled them apart okay. um and sort of just said what he liked about them and stuff and um, it wasn't at like a super deep level, but watching him mm-hmm. sort of fall in love with the soundtrack was really cool because they are really, oh. you know, they're written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So they're like really lyrically quite good and musically, yeah. they're just really impressive. So um, I really fell in love with those songs and watching him react to them was really cool because he was watching for the first time. Now he then... Yeah. I then went on his channel and just started scanning through. And recently, as in like the last couple of weeks, he watched every OP from um, 
A- AOT. And he knows nice. he knows nothing about anime. Oh wow! He's never so watched. He's just AOC. going off of music. He's and just visuals. going off the musical visuals. So he, he did a whole That's thing. That's so good. That's such an interesting approach. Oh wow! So he, why don't we think of that? Well, I know, right? Like, and so he watched every OP, um, and you know, he was asking weird questions. Like, um, he was like, um, "Oh, why is it? Why? Why? Why is there another OP? I thought it, this was the final season." And he didn't. He, he hasn't mm. got that understanding that it's two OPs per season and things like that. Um, yeah, he doesn't know about cause and, cause, and yeah, exactly. Like um, and and. What's amazing for me is that he's gone like halfway through that video. He was like, I'm going to watch this show. Like I I have to, he gushes so much about it. And he's like, I have to watch this show. The OP pulls him in. And now the OP's pulled him in to the point where he is now releasing, he released, he's now releasing his live watches of the, of the whole series. So he's, he's literally doing it. He's sticking to it. He started, um, where did he, when did he start? He started eight days ago. And he's already mm-hmm. he's already live reacted to episodes up to th- what up to thirteen episode thirteen. Damn! So he's, so he's halfway through season one. Yeah, it's halfway through season one, and I was he released the la- the most recent one sixteen hours ago. So he's doing them like almost every other day, and he's he's done wow. episodes one, two, three, or one and two, or episode one, then two and three, and then three, four, five, then mm. six, seven, eight, and then eight, nine, ten, Question. eleven. Yeah. Does he? watch like when he does the watch alongs and the live reacts mm. does he show the footage yes. or is it just he's showing the footage um, he's got the footage in... that's dodgy mm. is it that's like the whole big thing at the moment right this is the whole the most recent wave of twitch bands tends is focused on content creators who watch like entire shows and react along with them is oh, he doing right. them as videos or is he doing them as like he's doing them as montages streams? Ah, so, so he's just picking out like certain parts yeah so the video the most recent video is 22 minutes long and it includes his mm. reaction it includes his live reaction clips from four episodes of attack on titan right okay so it's not that he's he's just watching he's the not episodes just watching with it chat. live no no, like, no 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 i mean i don't okay, know whether okay. he's doing that and then cutting it i don't know whether he's got because i feel like he's got um an only fans <laughs> I feel like he's got an OnlyFans page. Um, again, like I only started exploring. You mean a Patreon? <laughs> no, I mean an OnlyFans. Oh, is he sexy? I don't know. Like I'm sure, I'm sure on one of his video it had it said OnlyFans and then his and then his title uh, on 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 his um, thumbnail sort of thing or, or on his huh. thing. So I don't. Oh I, yeah, no, OnlyFans is not just sexy stuff. Well, I, apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been on it. I wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, me, me um, either, yeah. But yeah, so he's, and his react, like, he's fell in love with it. And like, he's, he, he talks about like how he's never watched anime properly. I think some of his friends have sort of suggested it and he's like, oh my God. And he's basically just fell in love with AOT and it's just, nice. it's awesome watching. And it's just really fun watching him predict things and look at things like he, I mean, spoilers for if you're ever going to watch it, you probably won't. But like, he didn't, he, when Aaron dies in Tross, and gets eaten yes. he's like gutted like he genuinely thinks that's Aaron gone and then like this this other titan turns up and i remember specifically going well that's Aaron. that's clearly Aaron uh in mm. titan form but he didn't clock that but he's clocked some other stuff that it's like oh my god i can't believe you've predicted that or i can't believe you sort of thought that he's um it's just really fun yeah and he's gushing for most of it so yeah awesome that's what i've been watching god i talked about that for a while what have you been up to um, I recently watched a 
Gundam special, which basically covers the entirety of what's known as the UC timeline. And basically, it completely blew my mind All right. in terms of like theory crafting and oh, okay. uh, whatnot. Because with Gundam, we have separate timelines of, for each of the shows. Um, so there's UC, Universal Century, which is the main Gundam timeline. And there's lots and lots of entries into that spanning past, present and future. Right. But um, word of God, so the directors and producers of the original series said that, oh, all Gundam is connected. And this was shown in uh, one of the shows called Turn A Gundam where they look at what's called the dark history and basically it spreads out and it's every different Gundam timeline. And it's like, oh, it's not different universes. It's all one universe. And for years and years and years, everyone was like, oh, that can't be true because of this factor and this factor and this factor. And then this special episode Does this came answer out. all the questions? It basically, or it provides enough evidence that you can squint at it and be like, mm. holy shit, that's why it happened. So you can now generally plot a timeline from the beginning of Gundam all the way into all the alternate universes because of this incredible space magic that mm. <laughs> they introduce in a clip show because it was just covering like the history of the franchise and kind of talking about the main entries but it's it was really interesting and it, it stuck with me since watching it because I was always very much oh all Gundams are in different universes that it's clear it's divided it's whatever but then this one piece of weird out of the way media yeah. provided me the keystone to be like oh i can now rationalize all of this <laughs> to be one ongoing timeline and it's really it's kind of tragic because it's like oh humans will always repeat their mistakes and always wow. inevitably will be destroyed to rise from the ashes once again but phoenix even that yeah, exactly. But even that ties into Turn A Gundam's core message as being the end of Gundam and the the final point where we don't need Gundams anymore. And it, it it was just yeah, it was really good, really interesting, and it stuck with me in a way that not much else has managed to stick with me. Mm. So I was really happy to watch it. And That's yeah. really cool. It sounds yeah, like you, you've obviously got a lot of love for Gundam. It's um. It, it crops up every now and then in our conversations and it's it's cool to sort mm. of see you tie those things together um yeah that, that that's and uh, yeah an interesting feeling i can i can imagine like because you've obviously got these preconceived ideas about like what it is and then mm. it's almost bittersweet because it allows you to make those connections but also it questions everything you know <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah it's like my entire it's the first time in a long time that I felt like a, a fundamental, I guess, part of me and my beliefs just actually be able to shift to something that I've, I've like, yeah, yeah, disagreed with for so long. So it's, it's been really interesting, um, and yeah, it's just made my love for the franchise that little bit deeper. So yeah, brilliant, very nice, awesome. All right, cool. What a nice way to end the show. All right, guys. Uh, thank you to everyone who stuck this out and listened to our ramblings about random YouTubers and OnlyFans and Gundam. Um, make sure you tune in next week when we'll be talking about a new anime. And uh, yeah, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you in the Anniverse. 